0: When you work in marketing, there are certain things that you get asked all the time. And my people who are listening who are also in marketing, you know this to be true. Like if I had a dollar for every single time someone came to me and asked about email marketing, I would be a gazillionaire because so many people have questions on email marketing. So when I was seeking a guest to have on the podcast, Of course, I wanted to make sure that they were female founded, but I also wanted to find someone too who is a subject matter expert in email marketing, had to happen, could give people just basic tips on what they need to know if they are considering doing email marketing for their brand or they don't currently have it for their brand, which is a lot of brands. I think email marketing kind of gets put on the back burner because founders are so focused on getting their product done, and they're so focused on just getting an MVP completed that they they don't think about some of these marketing tactics. And email marketing is one of the greatest tactics ever because it's fully ownable. Unlike an Instagram or a Facebook where you can't reach your entire audience that follows you email marketing, you have an opportunity to reach a hundred percent of the audience that is available to you, a hundred percent of your subscribers. So I'm so excited to have Sabrina Pies of Flowdesk today. Now, Flowdesk, if you have been following me on social media for a while, I've talked about Flowdesk before. I think their platform is amazing because they enable users to create stunning, I mean, truly stunning emails. Without having any design prowess, like I have no design prowess, so Flowdesk is a great option for me, and it's really, really turnkey. It's really easy to use. This is not a sponsored episode. I actually reached out to Flowdesk because I was like, "You guys are experts in this field, and I would love to just have someone come on and give some pointers." So, really pumped to have Sabrina on the podcast. She's the head of marketing over at Flowdesk, and. She knows her stuff. She knows exactly what it takes to write a great email. And if you're listening and you want to start getting into email marketing for your brand, this episode's for you. You will love this. Or if you just want to learn more about email marketing, uh, Sabrina gives some great pointers and tips. So make sure that you have a notebook handy and I will catch you guys on the flip side. Hey, Sabrina, welcome to the next big thing podcast. Thanks for having me, Sam. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so pumped. I love talking about email strategy, and I think it happens few to like few uh, fewer times than I would like. So I think having you on here to talk about everything email is going to be so great for our listeners. But I'm really curious. Why do you think email needs to be reinvented right now, or should be reinvented? Like, what's your perspective on that?
1: There are a couple of things that kind of play into this question the first thing is just the extreme social focus right now you know we have we have instagram tiktok clubhouse all vying for our attention and i think you know i think there's like people need to start understanding the role that social media plays and the role that email marketing plays and i think without that it's so easy to get sucked into like the next big shiny object that's social media and putting our attention um, more heavily in that without having a more well-rounded kind of marketing strategy. And so it's easy to get caught up in the vanity metrics, follower counts, number of likes that you're getting. Um, So that's kind of one thing is like a mentality focus reinvention. And then the second thing is how email is actually done in terms of um, having a design focus because consumers are just more and more savvy and the brands that they're connecting with today are the ones that have a strong brand voice, have strong messaging, but are able to present it in a
0: beautiful way that they can resonate with. I love that point about consumers being more savvy. It's true. And I don't think we give them credit for it. We kind of just assume that consumers aren't that smart and they don't catch on to what we're doing, but they do. And I also love that you talked about social, because I do think that that's a big platform and channel that um, like Instagram's huge platform, obviously, that everyone kind of like defaults to, right? So Mm -hmm. when someone's launching a brand, their first, like one of their first questions, at least with like a bunch of my clients, they're like, okay, well, what's the Instagram strategy? And it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. You know, it's like everyone (laughs) just goes straight to that. So why do you think that that's a missed opportunity for founders and startups?
1: Yeah, social media definitely is sexy, because it's very visible. But, you know, Flodesk, we're trying to make email marketing sexy as well. Um, but a couple of things why it's a missed opportunity. So as I was talking about, social media kind of has its place. And we see that it it's a very crucial part of your marketing strategy. It is great for um, helping people build connections with their target audience, and also for discoverability. The thing is, is that what we see is that all these engagements and these connections tend to stay on the platform. So after someone discovers you and leaves your profile, they might not ever see your content again because of how the algorithm works. Or even if they're following you and they see your content, they might not take the action that you want them to take because social media platforms are designed to be really sticky. It's not designed to be, um, you know, the create the, the, CTA for your messaging, because again, their social media is designed so that you buy their advertising to get your audience to take that next action. Um, So that's kind of one piece. Uh, And then the second piece is time and time again, we see that email marketing is the largest organic growth driver for businesses of all types and sizes. And so if you're neglecting that piece of your marketing strategy and just focusing on social, that's a huge missed piece. Um, eventually, you know, if you're getting serious about your growth, which as a business owner, you should be, you're going to want to use email to help you grow. But who are you going to email if you're only focusing on social and you, you're not working on building out your email list? And then the other thing is, is you can't just start emailing people right away and expecting them to just convert. So you have to have build out this whole strategy of um, nurturing them, developing that relationship before you make the ask. So there's a couple of reasons there. And then I can delve into what you should actually do instead of just focusing on social if you want.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to get to that because I think that that's really where a tool like Flowdesk comes in. So how? what's the story of Flowdesk and how did it get started? I mean, obviously emails such a massive opportunity for brands, but... Um, like how did the brand come about?
1: Flotus was started by our three co-founders. So Rebecca Shostak, Martha Batar and Chong Dong, and they all come from entrepreneurial backgrounds and, you know, in all of their experiences saw the role that email played in driving huge growth and conversion. But then when they, you know, they all come from these small business backgrounds and were very entrepreneurial. And when they looked at the, the potential for this channel for small businesses, And then what people could use to use this tool, there were no great options around. And so there was nothing that really had a focus on design in showcasing people's brands and helping to um, wrap their messaging up in this beautiful uh, email. And there was nothing that was really easy to use. And so that was when the, the idea of Flowdesk first started. And so they were completely bootstrapped. It started in 2019. And from there, they just started interviewing a ton of small businesses and entrepreneurs and building a solution that, you know, really met their needs, was was so easy to use and had that design focus.
0: I love it. And that's really where Flowdesk is so much different than other email providers, right? Because there's just so many, I know people listening to this be like, oh my God, there's so... you know, at any given moment, when someone starts their brand, they have a bevy of different platforms they can choose from. And and I think in my opinion, at least when I recommend Flowdesk, it's because I know someone cares about the design and that has such an impact on uh, how a subscriber feels about the brand. But mm-hmm. do you think that that's like your, that that's Flowdesk's true differentiator in the space among all of these other platforms?
1: Definitely. We have... You know, Our design-first approach is a huge part of who we are in terms of our UI and our UX. And so we really want to make it easy for people to figure out how to use Flowdesk and how to get started so that they can start growing their email list and sharing their messages quickly. And then also in the emails that people are creating and sharing with their audiences, we have lots of beautiful templates and different layouts that people can customize and really make their own. And that is just really missing from all the other email platforms out there. And then in terms of like making it super simple to use, one of our philosophies is like not adding more in. And so I know a lot of companies are like, okay, these are like the huge backlog of features that we're logging out. And we're always kind of looking out at what can we take out? What is the bare minimum that someone needs to get something done so that we can keep our product very simple. And then the third thing is accessible pricing. So We are a flat fee pricing structure, no matter how many emails you send, or no matter how many people are on your email list. And that's a huge differentiator. So you never get punished for growing your list because we want to see you grow.
0: Ooh, I like the way you said that. It was good. I mean, it's so true. When you sign up for these platforms, it's like, okay, how many subscribers do you have? 3,000. Okay. It's going to cost this much. And it's like, it's almost like defeating at a certain point because you're like, how much money am I going to spend just because I've already grown my list? It doesn't feel mm-hmm. encouraging. So I love that you guys that you guys do that. And um, I always recommend Flowdesk for the design aspect because it's the best. It's the best in the industry. I mean, this is not. By the way, this is not sponsored by Flowdesk people. This is just <laughs> like. <laughs> This is just because I've used the platform so much and I know other people have used the platform. And a lot of times too, when I tell people about Flowdesk, there's still opportunity to educate people out there because they don't know that it exists sometimes. And so I love this just even for people that are listening to know that they don't have to go with a email platform that makes you start from scratch, that you have to have the design chops. Like Flowdesk really Mm -hmm. does that for you, which is amazing. And it's beautiful. So... You're the head of marketing for Flowdesk. What's your career path been like up until this point? Have you always been in email marketing? Is this newer for you? What's, what's your path been like?
1: I've, I've been in the tech space for the past 15 years, and I've always been in marketing. Um, and the interesting thing kind of about my story is that I've always like, taken the, the tech path, but at the same time, I've always felt these entrepreneurial pulls And it's just, it became, it became a joke, like in my family, like you have another business idea or you're working on this now. And it just like, I just am a super fan of the side hustle and just pursuing all of your passions. But actually when I look back on all of this, all these ideas and these pursuits actually built on one another to get me where I am now. And it's actually served me really well. So we talk a lot at FloDesk about, um, one of our different, our, um, the is being the founder market fit. So we all have these entrepreneurial backgrounds. And so when I look at like all those little things I did, like I did copywriting for clients, I would help build sales pages. Um, I started an Amazon business. It just helps me to understand where our members are coming from because I get the side hustle. I get wanting to create something of your own and wanting to work for yourself. And it's just help inform the product and how we can help serve our customers better. And so now i just embrace all my ideas and side projects um but that's kind of like the the, how i got here
0: oh i love that you started an amazon business yeah i did and it's it's so exciting and fun (laughs) yes so awesome (laughs) that's like on my list of things to learn is um like amazon um fba and like paid for amazon because Mm -hmm. it's such a big business and i feel like it's only getting bigger and Part of like the paid experience that I want for myself is to be able to do that. So that's awesome that you do that. Yeah. We can talk about that later. (laughs) Yeah. Props to you. That's amazing. Uh, And what fascinates you the most about email marketing?
1: I, I love how it's just so different from social media and also how people don't realize the power of it. So it's different from social media because sometimes when people open social media, a lot of the times it's like, they're looking for a distraction. They're looking to just take a break from their day. But when you're checking your email, you're in a totally different mindset. Like for me, email is the first thing I check in the morning. And it's like, I'm looking at the curated messages that I've, I've want, I want to come into my inbox. Like that's, a that's like my attention is focused there. Whereas on social media, it's much more passive. So that's kind of one piece of the the power of email. And then the second thing is our co-founder Rebecca talks about this all the time. And I love it is, Email levels the playing field. You can show up as a small business owner, as a starter of a new company, just like any other big brand out there with way bigger budgets and resources and design designers on your team. You're, you can show up. There's no algorithms preventing you from showing up there just like another big brand. There's no paid advertising that you need to do. So it just totally levels the playing field. And I think
0: that's so powerful. That's, that's one of the biggest points that I make with my clients as well is you have to have an email strategy because it's like a free way to reach a hundred percent of your audience. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, otherwise you're paying to reach people. And, um, the, the statistics of, of, having a larger footprint on Instagram and Facebook, like the amount of money you have to pay just to reach the people that have proactively followed you is crazy. And you don't have to worry about that with email. Now, I do want to ask about, you know, just because you have an email list and you can write emails doesn't mean that people are going to love them or even open them. So what mm-hmm. would you say are the primary components of an irresistible email that keeps people engaged? Great question.
1: There are a couple components The first one is the art of the subject line. And so that is really going to help with your open rates. So getting your email message seen in the first place. And so with the subject line, I always kind of recommend two different strategies. The first is hinting at what the person is going to learn about in your email and then mixing that with an element of FOMO. And so you know if you're sharing like a tip about copywriting you could say, open this for a tip on copywriting. And it's very dry, but it's good because it's like it's telling the person what they're gonna learn about. Now, if you could put some FOMO into that by making it like a negative, like the number one thing to not say when you're writing your emails, people are gonna open that because there's something about the negative, like they they just they don't want to miss out. They wanna know what that one thing is.
0: That's such a good one. Oh man. <laughs> Even when I like know what I'm what. Uh, marketer or email newsletter is doing, I still open those. <laughs>
1: totally. Yeah, I know. I do it for a living and I'm like, oh, I need to know. It's like <laughs> you
0: fall for it every time. <laughs>
1: um, so the subject line and also the preview text. So that little bit of text that appears after the subject line, if you can tease a little bit more there without giving up the full, what you're talking about, that is important. Um, the other thing is your message. So when people open, you need to have a hook right away. So you could do a question, you could do a bold statement, but something that immediately gets their attention. And then having some kind of story, like a pain point or how it was overcome or presenting a solution that you know your audience that your readers are facing. Um, You always want to have one CTA. So you don't want to bombard them by sending them to five different things. CTAs
0: is call to action for those who maybe are unfamiliar.
1: Yes, thank you, uh,
0: me and my acronyms. I know no it's <laughs> we're so used to it we're like in our own world, but yeah, so like a like a button almost
1: yes, a button exactly, um and then lastly, your design and imagery that helps break this all up and present this and reinforce your messaging
0: and let's talk about imagery for a quick second because I think a lot of people think that they need to have like these custom photo shoots or um like like what would you recommend if someone just doesn't have Imagery that they that they could use that feels on brand for them.
1: Mm-hmm. I would recommend checking out um, an Unsplash. You know they have great stock photos for free, and there's so many. So you can pull in images that um, have your brand colors in it, have that kind of like aesthetic feel that your brand has, or you can use like a social squares and get stock imagery that was created for um, for emails and social media for free. And they have that by um, brand colors. Social
0: social squares is great. I forgot about Mm -hmm. them, but that's a great Mm -hmm. recommendation.
1: Yeah. So, and also like, I think people, you know, everyone has like an amazing iPhone and the camera on those things is amazing. So you can get really creative. Like you don't need to, if you're on a budget, you don't need to go and hire um, a big photographer. That's always great if you do, but you can also take high quality photos that are on brand. If you, if you have an eye.
0: Yeah, totally and on that note with the um the cam- the phone cameras you can use something even like let's say you're a product based business you could order something like replica services which actually can give you like a marble look and feel for example but it's like it's I think it's like a piece of paper or cardboard but it looks really high end and you could almost mm. like stage your own photo shoot like in your yes. apartment or house where as opposed to like tracking down a marble slab or going to a house that has one, like that's another option too, if you want something that's, um, that actually features like your product. So I love those. And I love the recommendation for social squares. That's a really overlooked one. What, um, do you think is like, I know we talked about subject line and preview text. All of those were great call outs. Is there anything else that you think is like, in your opinion, a really overlooked tactic of email marketing?
1: I think emailing consistently and delivering value, I think a lot of people forget it's like when people have something to launch or they have a sale, it's like, Oh yeah, let's definitely send an email to our, to our newsletter list. But this is kind of like, if you have a friend that kind of only talks to you when they need help moving, that's kind of what that feels like. And
0: so (laughs) that's such a good analogy, (laughs) right? Nobody likes that friend. Everyone hates that that person. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) So, so make sure to be emailing them consistently and delivering value. Like what are their pain points? What are their frequently asked questions? You know, try to develop that relation and relationship and give back to them more than
0: you're asking from them. And um, And what's consistent in your mind? When you say that, what does that look like?
1: I mean, I would say it's what you can hold yourself accountable to ideally once a week or twice a month, I would say.
0: And that's, you think that cadence is, just enough where you're peeking your head in for subscribers, but not annoying them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but I will say it's like, it all really depends on your audience and kind of the relationship you have with them. So, you know, I subscribe to Talking Shrimp and she's a copywriter and she emails probably every two to three days and I don't open all of them, but I never find it annoying. Like if I'm, if I'm busy, I just, I don't open that day's email, but it's like,
0: Oh, I always look forward to seeing what she's writing about. Talking shrimp. Interesting. And like, what are her, when you open her emails, what are the contents of the email that keep you from unsubscribing?
1: So she is, um, an interesting one because she's a copywriter. So I don't, I don't know if everyone can do this, but, um, she's excellent at storytelling. So if you want to get better at storytelling, your emails, definitely follow her emails. Um, but she will, she'll do all those, those things that I talked about where she's like telling a story, presenting a pain point, talking about how that really bothers her and then presenting a solution. But she does it in a way that's wrapped up in the story that it doesn't feel super salesy. And you just, you're identifying, you're putting yourself in her shoes and you can really identify with what she's going through. Um, and then she always has one super clear CTA. So that's perfect. Um, yeah, And, I was what's, and her what's her
0: CTA? Just out of she'll curiosity.
1: Have couple, she'll have a couple of different ones. So if she's doing a launch, it'll be like, head to my masterclass. And she's like bringing you down the funnel. So it's like, head to my masterclass, join my webinar. And then it's like, okay, now it's launching by the thing. Or if she's doing like affiliate class, um, affiliate sales, she'll say, check out my friend's XYZ. Or a lot of the times when she's just nurturing, she's like, head to my blog post to see um, my top 10 tips on how to get started in clubhouse, for example. So it's like, she's not always selling and she definitely takes the time to provide that value.
0: And just out of curiosity, what are the length? I mean, I'm going to go subscribe because that's awesome, but let's talk about length of emails. For example, is there like a tipping point that you notice of like how long an email should be? And like when someone starts to drop off or like not click all the way through.
1: I wouldn't say that there's like a, a standard one, but what I will say it it really depends on your audience and your brand so if you're able to hold someone's attention because you're a masterful storyteller then then go for it and if you're seeing like um pretty high and consistent click-through rates people are getting all the way to the end of your emails you'll know that that's working but if you even feel yourself kind of rambling and you're like losing the point a little bit and or maybe you're just kind of like feel like you need to add more to your email but it's just to you, even it feels like you're just stuffing your email, but it's not really what you want your audience to know, it's not like a huge piece of value, then you don't need to go that long. And so to me, I would really just urge people to think about like, what's the value I'm providing and is everything I'm including necessary to provide that huge value?
0: Ooh, that's good. I like that. That's a that's a really good uh, tip. Um, if someone doesn't have an email strategy right now, Let's say they're just like I am a solopreneur. I know I should be doing email, but I I don't have a strategy. I need to sign up for a platform. Obviously, of course, they're gonna check out Flowdesk and maybe a few others. But like, like, what would you recommend for someone that's just getting started? And like, how they can not feel overwhelmed by it all? Mm-hmm.
1: My biggest advice is. Exactly, to not get overwhelmed. And like, I promise you, if you are a solopreneur, a small business owner, you already have what it takes to get started. And so, what I mean by that is like, the first thing you need to do is think about what you can create a freebie on. And so, your freebie is the thing you're going to market to your audience and give to them so that they give you their email address in return. And so that might sound overwhelming, but just think about like the frequently asked questions people get. So like if you're a a person who bakes cookies and that's like your service, and people are always like, how do you get the perfectly gooey middle, but like those crispy edges? And you're getting that asked all the time. That is a clue to you that that's a great freebie. So you could write a freebie that's like, my grandma's top secret chocolate chip recipe that's won all these awards. And you write this beautiful freebie, you put that behind a form and then people can start to give you their email address to get that form and then market that freebie everywhere in your Instagram, go on your reels and make a reel about it, create a Pinterest pin, share about it on TikTok, put it in, put it in everywhere.
0: I love it. That's, that's a good one. I would sign up for that for sure. Chocolate chip recipes. Yeah. I'm in, you get my email for that. (laughs) Um, Okay. On the flip side, what if someone wants to improve their email strategy? They already are set up and they're getting, let's say they've nailed down the subject line. They've nailed down the preview text, but they really want to figure out why they're getting poor click through. What would you recommend for them?
1: I'd say to really focus on your content and start just thinking of different hypotheses. So being really critical with yourself and taking a hard look at your emails and just start identifying hypotheses that you can start to test. So some examples are, you know, is it the length? Are you kind of rambling on? Is it is? could you just say what you need to say in half the length? Um, CTAs. So if you're doing one CTA at the, at the end of a very long email, maybe playing around with, okay, well, what if I bring a second CTA, same CTA, but just a second button up higher above the fold so that people who are busy, because we're all busy, open the email and see the headline right away and then click onto the CTA. Um, Playing around with different content types. So maybe you're doing um, all success stories, but maybe what people might want to hear from you is more of your founder story. So playing with different content types, playing with movement. So adding GIFs, Doing arrows, doing um, emphases, kind of sparkles, or embedding videos. So you can't embed an actual video, but you can pull in kind of like a preview with the play button on it that could get people to click through if they see some kind of movement.
0: Yeah, that's a great um, idea. Yeah. And people are always drawn to that play symbol too.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then lastly, you know, go back and ask people. So you could do a survey, you could jump on your Instagram stories and do the question sticker and say, what do you want to learn from me in my emails?
0: Love it. Those are great tips. What would you say is the key to having happy subscribers? Like, you know, we talked about a few different tactics, but is there like a formula that you've seen or that you guys talk about at Flowdesk that you're like, this is it. Like, this is just what people want.
1: Martha Batar and uh, Natalie Frank talk about this a lot, but they talk about remembering that your email subscribers are real people. So don't forget that, (laughs) you know, write to a real human on the other side because that's who is opening and reading your message. And then just make sure to be providing value and make it entertaining. So don't always ask for a sale all the time, Um, provide value, add in beautiful imagery,
0: add in a a fun to read story and that's gonna keep your list happy. I mean, it's embarrassing how many times I'm sure you feel this way too. How many times I feel like I get an email that's just like a pure sales pitch, like from retailers, I feel like that's all they send out. And I Mm -hmm. end up unsubscribing. So I'm like, I don't want you to just tell me to buy something, but if you give me value, you educate me on something, you, you tell me about something that's in like a selfless way so that it doesn't seem like it's you're just trying to get money from me, I'm gonna be that mm-hmm. much more likely to stay subscribed. But it's amazing how many companies just completely miss that, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's really annoying. I just wanna like respond back <laughs> to them and be like, fix this. <laughs> you could be doing so much better. Um, what is the future of a flow desk? Where are you guys headed?
1: You know, we are just heads down this year helping small businesses be more successful. Um, again, just through our, our good design and marketing. And so one way we're really excited about doing that is in the next month, we're actually launching Flowdesk University, which is our member instructed educational community. And so this was born out of, we were just getting so many questions all the time from the community on how do I start my list? What do I email them? How do I add video into my emails? And so we were like, you know, let's just create an amazing resource for everyone. So it's hundred percent free. We went to our members and they created these videos, um, that they're teaching on, on their expertise. They're just short, quick punchy videos because everyone's busy. And so they're just delivering the strategy and the tactics that have worked that other people can use as well. And so that's coming out at the end of the month. And, um, we just can't wait to, to help more people with that.
0: Oh my God. That's awesome. So many people are going to love that. I hope everyone that's listening, if they're like feeling stuck on email, they go do that. The fact that that's free is amazing. And, and people need that and people want to make their emails more interactive and more engaging without feeling like they need to learn how to code, right. To Mm -hmm. do it. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome that you guys are doing that. That's great. And what do you think is like, if you were to look at the industry as a whole, what would you say is like the future of email? Like, where do you feel like email is going? Definitely
1: more people understanding the importance of email because I think, you know, business owners are just starting to get more savvy and understanding, okay, you know, I don't, I don't own this audience. So I think there's like this huge push towards that kind of education. And so I think more and more people are going to start understanding the value of email and the importance it plays. And then the second thing is just a good design is non-negotiable. I mean, I felt like with a lot of email platforms before it was like a nice to have, or sometimes it wasn't even a consideration really from what we saw. And so I think as we're, as consumers, people are just demanding better design. You know, That's what we're wanting from brands that we buy from. And so I think that that is just going to be a huge thing
0: that everyone recognizes that it's just not negotiable anymore. Agreed. It's so important. I mean, it, it, it dictates how someone engages with your brand. And a lot of times it's like the first touch point really. So I think that's awesome. And this was so valuable. I think for people that just need to get started or are feeling a little stuck, I thought your tips and examples were so good. Where can people find Flowdesk if they want to give it a try?
1: Yeah, just head to flowdesk.com. You get your free 30-day trial. You can check it all out. You get access to all the features. And Sam, I don't know if you have a affiliate code if you want to share that, but feel free to um or but just head to flowdesk.com if you're interested.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, and then it's f L O D E S K, not F L O W, just F Y I people. Um, yes, Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I know because I'm like so used to like seeing it the way that it's spelled that I forget that maybe some people would want to add a W in there. But thank you so much, Sabrina. This was awesome, and I cannot wait for people to check out Flowdesk and just improve their email strategy. So thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me. That was so much fun. I feel like there were so many good nuggets in that episode. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for coming on the podcast, talking to us about email marketing, and giving listeners tips that they can actually apply. We appreciate it so much. If you guys haven't used Flowdesk before, make sure to go to flowdesk.com, that's without a W, to check it out. Uh, You can literally get an email up and running in five minutes, it's amazing, and have them look like absolutely beautiful. So go check that out. And if you loved today's episode or if you learned something new in today's episode, please swipe up if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, and if you have time, write a review. It means so much to us just seeing the traction that we get every single week with this podcast. Thank you guys so much for spreading the word about this podcast. I can't tell you how much you just sending it to a friend helps us because every listen really helps get the word out about female founders and female entrepreneurs and experts who are changing the world and helping make the world a better place. So thank you for your support and I will see you guys next week.